If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're going to be talking about the Goodness Tour. Uh, You can connect with us at braveheartsforkids.org, braveheartsradio.org, where you can find all the past episodes in the show links section. And you can also find a place to donate now if you like the work that we're doing and would like to help us continue to do this. Today, my guests are Luke Reno and Benjamin Suarez from the Goodness Tour, and uh, this is this is something that um, uh, you know when I when, when I when I started out uh, this summer. Uh, there's the, something I called the Summer of Abundance, and the Summer of Abundance came about from the idea that I do a I do a, a personal retreat at the holidays. And this is something something like an Einstein retreat. Einstein used to uh, go and sit by the water and just think. He said it was the most productive time he ever spent from a creativity standpoint. And I would do these, uh, these personal retreats at the holidays. And in this Memorial Day, I got to thinking, what if I what if I really focused on what I'm really good at what I'm what I love to do the most and you know there's a sweet spot where those two intersect and that's really what lights you up and I and I and it was like aha it was one of those aha moments because for a generation I've been telling people and quoting uh, uh, one of my heroes Howard Thurman and he said uh, don't ask what the world needs instead ask what makes me come alive then go do that and I've been, I've been telling people for 25, 30 years, you know, go do that. And, and you'll find that's what the world wanted from you after all. And uh, so that, that was my aha moment in, in May. And then um, when, uh, when, I, when I connected with, with Sharon uh, earlier this year, and she sent me the, uh, the link to the Goodness Tour website, and I looked at this and I, and I thought, I thought, I got to connect with Luke and Ben because... I have never seen anyone who embodies that spirit of doing what makes you come alive. And you guys really have that going. And I, I, I'm so excited to have you on the show today because that's, I think that's, that's the real deal. And uh, so thanks for being here. I, I hope I didn't set you up too much here, but, uh, but that's, uh, uh, that's some, I think that's some great stuff. You, you pumped us up. You're you're speaking our language, Brian. We're yeah, <laughs> yeah. And for for you to lay it out like that, it like plants the seeds and opens the door for an incredible dialogue on this show, uh, because we're we're on that wavelength. And you know, Luke and I have been on this journey together of creativity and expression, and as you say it, just to be alive. Because if we abandon that inside of ourselves, then it feels like we're walking dead. And that's not acceptable. Uh, To truly be vibrating at uh, a level of gratitude as we walk and as we act and as we speak. And even in the dishes that you wash, 
like everything that we're doing, like, are you alive or are you abandoning your calling? And that's, that's a question that I like to ask at the riverbed as well. Yeah. That, you know, when you mentioned the dishes, that reminds me of the uh, story by Thich Nhat Hanh. And he says, uh, are you, are you mindful of, uh, you know, the, 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 are you in the present moment when you're washing the dishes or are you thinking about what I'm going to get done when I get done with the dishes? You know, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, I don't know if that's where that story comes from, but, uh, uh, That's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> I I think I remember. I don't know if it was Tit Not Han, but somewhere in that same pr- practice, they went as far as to like when you're washing each dish, depending on what um, I guess religion or spirituality you are. But like in reference, even for a Christian, like you're bathing the baby Jesus, you know, with that type of attention as if you are each dish that you wash as if you're cleaning the most sacred thing. I just remember them, that example to bring you so deeply into the moment and everything you're doing. Yeah. And uh, to build on that, basically in a dish that I'm washing when I'm cleaning off the residue uh, to start fresh again, then that's a reflection and a metaphor for my own soul. And so as I'm washing something off, I feel that any kind of weight or any kind of down talk within myself or experience that's heavy is just kind of washing off and setting the chapter fresh and clean to start, like to continue on that path, you know? Yeah. So this this summer, uh, you know, coming out of this uh, Memorial Day uh, personal retreat where I had this uh, aha moment and I, I thought I'm going to call this summer the summer of abundance uh, because it, it seemed like because of the circumstances we, we found ourselves in uh, and, and I've worked from home for a long time but I, I found that um, uh, we have a lot more time uh, to do the things that are, are thoughtful, mindful and reflective and I thought that is a situation of abundance rather than lamenting the idea that I can't get out, I can't get to see people uh, or, or do whatever else that I would be doing, uh, that just to, to say there's an abundance to uh, being able to uh, take the, you know, to have the time and to, uh, to, uh, to, to be, you know, in a, in, a, in a mindset kind of like a personal retreat for the whole summer. And then at the end of the summer, uh, I thought I would transition to to some other kind of a thing as a theme for the show, and it was just kind of a, a, a basis for uh, for focus. And uh, it, it was something that I call the aha moment. And uh, the aha moment is uh, is where where I the way I describe it is it's that feeling that is one of the greatest joys in life when you when you go oh my god I I get that and it was in here it was in here all along. And so uh, my, my question for you is, um, what is the genesis of your, of your work together, the goodness tour? What, is there an aha moment that, uh, that you can look at and say, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that was an aha moment. That, that made a difference. Okay, okay. How to answer that? Because there was two parts of the question, the genesis of us working together, mm-hmm. our aha moment yeah. is um, – one of the most incredible stories of ever meeting somebody, how we met. And then there's a separate one of the aha moment of the goodness tour. Um, which one do you want? 
Well, okay, so I, I, I know there's a, there, there's, um, uh, when we were talking about dishes, I was thinking about uh, about what the food was that was on them, and I love to cook, and my, my real inspiration for cooking is Paul Prudhomme uh, from uh, New Orleans, and so I think there's a, there's an aha moment uh, that's related to New Orleans that uh, uh, is, it, I mean, that's a significant one, mm-hmm. I do. Yes. Yes, there there was an aha moment there for sure. And, you know, maybe this is how we could do it. Okay, because we're, Benjamin and I have be, become, we intertwined since we met and became friends. We almost feel it was like destined. It's, it's wild how we became friends. It, it feels divine to us um, as of what we've continued to do together in the way our lives intertwine um it's out of a storybook but i could say yeah i could say my aha moment there in new orleans and then i'd like to hear your aha moment with art as a healer in general too. absolutely and um because what's been amazing is the development of the goodness tour is almost just a result of how ben and i's life life paths of following our hearts yeah. truly following our hearts and discovering outside of the box what our duty on earth is. And that's why we've invented new things because there wasn't already invented the things that we found to be our best gift to bring on earth. And um, my aha moment that continued straight into the goodness tour definitely was after Hurricane Katrina um, struck the Southern Gulf in 2005. And I was just a beginning musician, like first year or so, a couple years, I was just a budding musician. And I decided to go down through Red Cross as a volunteer. I just saw the people waiting in the water. And actually, I instantly called Benjamin and said, can we drive down there together and help? We have to help our, our, our people. We have to help not only in our own country, but the humans um, that we love down in the South that are wading through the water. And um, Ben on that first trip, he, he had to help a family at home and do some big things. And so he couldn't go on the first start of that trip. So I went, he said, I'm going to meet you down there, Luke. And um, I went through Red Cross. And what happened with me is I got stationed in a shelter um, in Baton Rouge, about an hour north of New Orleans. And it was a shelter for evacuees from New Orleans that had waited in the water. Some had lost loved ones, lost homes. And there was about 500 people sleeping in cots in this gymnasium at Southern University in Baton Rouge. And um, my job was going to be a Red Cross volunteer. It wasn't going to be a musician. And I had to work through some fears as I was leaving um, that I talked about in that TED talk I did um, about I saw my guitar and I decided the last minute to grab it. And I was actually afraid to bring my guitar because I was afraid to try and sing and make music in the face of such tragedy. That was too intimidating for my just my own sensitivity, my own ego, my fears. I didn't know how I would sing a happy song to people who had been through everything. But thank God, something encouraged me to bring my guitar. 
And then when I was there in the shelter, um, I had a pretty special moment that encouraged me to finally bring the guitar out. And I was instantly shown that the best thing I had to give was music. And I realized if my point was to be here to help others, I realized like, you got to get out of yourself. This is the best help you have. And I ended up writing a song with a group of kids called the freedom song. Um, that became kind of an anthem in the shelter and would make adults and grandparents cry. And the kids and I took it out on a duty to sing to everyone because everybody was stuck and not moving for a month. And um, as you know from the story, uh, that song changed my life, that freedom song mm -hmm. that we made with the kids there ended up getting covered by a huge Grammy award-winning artist and helped our band travel the globe and but that moment was my aha moment when we were performing in the shelter and people had their hands in the air and we were singing the freedom song i realized i realized right there that i could join my two passions of music and service into one yeah into a music service this is those two circles kind of coming together going, yes I, I, i'm i'm there yeah yeah in yeah, one moment the you know, just so to bring up is that, you know, he, when he was building up that confidence as an awesome musician that he's continuing to grow into every day, he would like head down the railroad tracks and nobody would actually hear him practicing, you know, yeah. and like when we first met like 18 years ago, you know, so, so at the, at the shelter, he actually did the same thing and kind of ran behind a bush to just practice his guitar, but he didn't know a couple guys were sitting on the other side of that little like island of plants and they like heard it and they got like in it. And like all of a sudden we're like, boom, tsh, tsh, like, let's get down. Come on, you gotta bring that in the shelter. What are you doing hiding out here, you know? And, and so like, it was, you know, that's pretty aha, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like, don't hide your light. Like get out of your own social, fears and sensitivities and just let let your light shine it's not yours yeah you know there's you remind me of everything reminds me of a story and, and you remind me of this this thing I, I often say is like there was there was a knocking at the door of my heart and so i had to open the door and let the light out into the world mm. and it's it's a little bit different than what people have come to expect from that kind of a scenario with the knocking yeah. at the door of your heart because you know the spirit is within us and it and 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 wants nothing more i think than to be let out into the world and shine for everyone yeah. so that's that, that's where those two circles come together you know that's yeah the, that's doing beautiful. what makes you makes you come alive Hey, this is this is going great. I want to get back, get uh, get back. We're, we're going to take a quick break uh, on Bravehearts Radio with the Goodness Tour, and uh, we'll be back on the other side of sixty seconds. Stick with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. 
Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. Uh, Today, we're talking about the Goodness Tour. And we have as our guests, uh, Luke Raynaud and Benjamin Suarez uh, from The Goodness Tour. You can find them at thegoodnesstour.com or .org, thegoodnesstour.com.org. Uh, you know, going out of the, uh, the last segment, we were talking with, uh, with Luke about the, uh, the aha moment. There, I got I to gotta go back to one word that I, I think you used, um, uh, or maybe Benjamin, you, you said duty. And... Um, and, uh, you know, to find out what our duty is. And it reminded me of another poem, you know, and this was by Rabindranath Tagore. Uh, and, uh, I'm not uh, terribly much for poetry, but uh, this is a quick one. He said, I slept and dreamt that life was joy. I woke and found that life was duty. I acted and behold, duty was joy. And uh, it's like... Uh, Sometimes that's that. There, there's that light again that says, that Here, yeah. "Here's my, yeah. here's my joy." And uh, uh, Benjamin, uh, uh, you you bring the visual art art artistry to this uh, to the goodness tour. Uh, what uh, what's your aha moment, if you if you would? Well, you know, there's so many, and they seem to happen more and more frequently. And I find that as long as I continue to celebrate those moments with gratitude and excitement that they keep coming. And it always are like just that rejuvenating and uh, enlightening sense of uh, tingle that, uh, or what Luke and I like to say, a God wink, that it was like kind of like that divine synchronicity where all the lights down that main street are green. And you just like a smooth sail right right through it because you're just on it. You're riding the wave. And so for me, the one that comes to mind right now is I left the United States at an early age and uh, had some difficult experiences and 
uh, had some feeling or let's say um, I lost a little bit of uh, faith or a little bit of trust in the judicial system and some of the ways that things went down here in the States. And I was this young college student, you know, that was, uh, you know, had my vision and very strong in my beliefs and ended up hitchhiking for three years uh, with my little sister um, down from California to Peru painting uh, and fire dancing for circuses and in the streets to keep making money and traveling. And uh, after three years and coming out of the Amazon jungle, I thought to myself, you know what? It's time for me to return to where I come from and see all of the beauty and all the positivity and all the amazing people and the culture and the music and the expression from this country, you know, celebrate where I come from. Yeah. And the moment I made that switch in my mind, I came back connected with Luke. And within like a month, we're playing this incredible concert in San Diego, a day that transformed the trajectory of all of our lives. And I met an amazing lady named Peggy Callahan. And she didn't say much about what she was doing. She just kept asking me questions. And so at some point I'm like, hey, we got to switch the tables here. You know, I want to know about you. And then she's like, oh, well, since you asked, I'm the founder, co-founder of Free the Slaves. And, you know, did you know that there's 27 million slaves in the world right now here today? And I thought to myself, wow, I, I mean, I was pretty naive. I, I had no idea. And the moment she said that, it just triggered in me. I was like, okay, wait, I'm not a judge. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a police officer. There's uh, very little I can do to actually free people from physical slavery. But what I'm good at and what I absolutely love is art and painting. And how do I use what I am good at, which everybody in the world has something that we're good at, and how do we share that to be of service to enhance the quality of life of everybody around us? And right there and then I, I was like, yes, I'm doing a project. Peggy, where do you suggest that I go? I want to go share some art and some love and some colors. And she's like, well, how about this village just freed from dead bondage slavery in India? And, uh, you know, they've been freed for about 11 months by the time you're going to get over there. And uh, how about that? It's like, yes. So I went over there with this Canadian school teacher and uh, we lived with the community and painted. And it started off with the idea that we were just going to do a project for children. But within three days of painting, the grandmothers and the grandfathers and the fathers that were building their home the first time they'd ever been freed, the mothers that are still nursing said, we all want to learn how to paint also. What? We've never got to choose what we wanted to do with our time and we would love to paint with you. And I just, oh my gosh, I just felt so honored that they want to spend their time with me when they have the power to choose what they do with their time. And by the end of a month with them of so many remarkable stories, a grandmother, the grandmother of the of this this village in Bahari of the Musahar tribe of Uttar Pradesh, India, she says, the best day of my life was the day that we were freed from slavery. The wow. second best day of my life was when you showed up and we got to paint together. And my heart's just like exploding. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is the calling. I'm sold. I'm in. 
And what I also found with this and leads into the goodness tour is that it wasn't about going and trying to save people. It wasn't about trying to go and impose a first world ideology on people that are less privileged. It was about going and having fun, doing what we absolutely love and celebrating life together in a safe environment. So all of us can be reminded of the genius within each one of us and teach one another in a symbiotic relationship. And that's what we try and do. And that's what we do do with the goodness to our music and art for people facing adversity. That's some good stuff. You know, the, the genius within, remind, you know, like I said, everything reminds me of a story. Uh, some years ago, uh, when my children were small, I got uh, acquainted with um, uh, the concept of multiple intelligences and uh, uh, got to know a, a fellow by the name of Tom Armstrong, who uh, wrote uh, wrote several books in the area. And, and one of them, I think his first one was called The Radiant Child. And it's the idea that every child is born a genius. And uh, we're, we're, we're intelligent in, in a variety of ways. We all have some of them. I think they, they've identified something like eight different intelligences, you know, uh, which uh, verbal, linguistic, and logical, mathematical being the ones that we, that we teach to, the SAT and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, bodily kinesthetic and, and uh, uh, you know, Tiger Woods swings a golf club because his brain tells him to swing in a certain way that most of us just can't. You know, and uh, art and uh, spatial intelligence and the interpersonal, the intrapersonal, you know, knowing, knowing who you are and, and getting along with other people. Those are intelligences, but we don't tend to value them the same way that uh, uh, in, our, in our society uh, as far as testing and going to, going to school. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I guess we kind of bounce from one another. Peggy sounds like a great conversationalist. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> One of the most incredible yeah. people. So, so honored to call her friend. Because, you know, my, my wife will sit next to someone on an, on the airplane and, and, and they'll, they'll be talking the whole time. And by the time, by the time we, we get to our destination, um, they, uh, they won't know her name yet because they, she's been asking questions and, and, and they've been talking, but they think, oh, she's really good conversation. And so I, I always thought so too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was an investigative reporter before. And so she's good. She's she's good. And uh Oh on, Peggy was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh the multiple intelligence theory and um, you know, Dr. Gardner in eighty three out of Harvard. And yep. uh I love oh, that in eighty yeah. in eighty four he added a, an eighth intelligence, the, the natural intelligence, yeah. right? Yeah. And that just yeah, there's people that walk through the forest and uh, they have a dialogue and they listen and a conversation is happening. Yeah, and that's uh, you can't really test for that, but you can feel it. You, yeah, you know it when you see it. My oldest son Matt is the naturalist. He's, he uh, he'll he'll walk up to within six feet of a deer in the wild to take a picture. You know, and uh, you know it catches birds out of trees. If you know somebody's dog's running around loose, it'll come to him. You know, wow. but uh, yeah. So there's 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 a different kind of intelligence, um, and it's uh, and so we're all geniuses in in our own way. Now you you got some artistic genius. Uh, I, I see behind you. There's the um, uh, there's the you know, we we talked uh, in the in the pre-show about uh, which wolf you feed, and uh, uh, you got the you got the uh, 
uh, the, the art going there. Um, yeah, it's in progress, and it was inspired by a beautiful song that uh, Luke's been working on with our dear friend Lou over in Florida. And, and uh, you know, it's just as it evolves, the visual artistry evolves with the lyrics and with the melody. And so that's something that we love to do. And we've been doing like in over 200 concerts around the world. Wow. And so Luke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say a little amazing backstory on another of the intertwining of the light strings of Benjamin and I's life yeah. is that we discovered as friends, um, best friends, great friends that um, early on we took a trip to uh, Europe and that was the moment that we had a discovery of combining, you know, I'm like, I'm a musician. Um, he's an artist and he's like, how can we, you know, we were trying to figure out, kind of how we could combine our art forms. And we fell into this concert at a winery in Berlin um, that they asked us to perform at. And that's when we said, you know what, let's, it's going to be you and I, and we're going to be the band and you're going to paint, you know, or he was telling me, you're going to play, I'm going to paint. Yeah. And, um, and let's do it together and let's make a creation. And we did it where, you know, it's every song I was playing, Ben and I just were, he was painting and he was also painting the essence of the night and the feeling of the crowd and all of us. And it's when we finished the last note, we all looked at the painting that Ben had made. And it took the experience to a whole nother level because it was like the essence of the moment was there on canvas. Yeah. And... That's what that we became addicted to that. The aha moments. Yeah, there yes. you go. Hey, uh, we, we gotta we gotta get to another break here. We're gonna take a, a quick break here. Brave Arts Radio with the the, the goodness tour. Uh, Luke Reno and Benjamin Suarez. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of uh, sixty seconds. Stick with us. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. Today, we're talking about the Goodness Tour. Have as my guests uh, Luke Reno and Benjamin Suarez from the Goodness Tour. Um, you want to connect with us? Uh, uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org, uh, TheGoodnessTour.com, or TheGoodnessTour.org. Uh, either one gets you there. And um, uh, I think uh, we'd, we'd uh, uh, you know we'd treat the listeners uh, BraveHearts Radio to a little music here. How does that sound? Let's do it. Yes. Yes, we were, um, oh, let's see. How does it sound? Sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, so this song we were thinking about playing, and as we were just talking about how Ben and I collaborate um, music and art together, um, we've taken as far as even when um, recording a song, when I'm in the studio, Ben comes in and paints a mural of the essence of the song um, that we then use as the, um, the cover, the single cover, the album cover of the song. And that's kind of our way of continuing to tie in our hearts and imaginations through our different mediums, him as an artist and me as a musician. And this is a new song we're going to release soon. It's called uh, Better Talk Better. And uh, it was inspired from um, 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 uh a sermon from uh, Reverend uh, Dr. Michael Beckwith from the Agape Spiritual Center was talking, doing a sermon about you better talk better. And it inspired me to write this song. And we've been recording it um, in the beginning. He was working in the studio. We started working on the song um, with our friend Lucho from Fish Tank Recordings in St. Augustine. And we've just got back together to keep this, this going. Yeah. So it goes like this. in my head serving up doubts in bed it joins the choir singing in the pews of my mind the scene of the crime without that tenderness I remember words from my dad he said son here's the facts sometimes we're not the best left alone too long detached we can get ourselves into bad places in our heads. You better, you better, you better talk better. You better talk better. You better talk better. You better, you better, 
you better talk better to yourself and every day comes with tests even though i do my best somehow a voice goes searching for a mark i didn't hit and a choir joins in in the theme of unworthiness and i was on a walk with a good friend she was telling me about her struggles and how deep inside she doesn't feel like she's truly good how could this be i'm looking at one of the most beautiful human beings you better you better you better talk better you better talk better you better talk better you better you better you better talk better to yourself hey hey you better you better you better talk better you better talk better you better talk better you better you better you better talk better to yourself yeah and in this space i start to see this little critic that lives in me i see he's afraid he's terrified of change so i give him love and welcome him you live there inside you're along for the ride but i'm taking the wheel you should hear the praise the choir in my mind sings now like a barrage of affirmations when i need it bad on cue they come in with the claps your light your goodness your love your beauty your love your worthy you're so bright you're born to shine now i'm better i'm better i'm better talking better i'm better talking better better talking better i'm better now that i'm talking better to myself don't you know I'm better, I'm better, I'm better talking better, I'm better talking better, I'm better talking better, I'm better now that I'm talking better to myself. Yeah. Be nice. Be nice to you. And sweet. Be nice. Be nice to you. It's sweet. Be nice. Be nice to you. It's sweet. Be nice. Be nice to you. It's sweet. You better. You better. You better talk better. You better talk better. You better talk better. You better. You better you better talk better to yourself. Yeah. There we go. Better talk better to yourself yeah, even when you're missing you note. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, uh, Benjamin and I were were talking a little bit in the pre-show about the, uh, the the title of the song and uh and, and the meaning that goes with it. Um and I I said uh, there's a um, I, I do these uh, 
what people might call affirmations, but I call them possibility statements. You know, uh, because everyone begins with, what if it were possible? And one of them is, what if it were possible to always, always, always practice positive self-talk? And have a sense of humor about it when I don't. Uh, because I think, you know, I, I know I don't always practice positive self-talk, because that's a great reminder. I love the song. Um, uh, thank, thank you so much for that. Thank, um, thank you. Beautiful. And I know this is um, just um, sound, but since you can see us, uh-huh. maybe Ben could describe so the listeners could imagine, but maybe Ben, you could hold this up a little bit, or I could hold it. Hello. You could um, talk about how this painting is. Um, yeah, to, to describe this uh, to the to the list to the listening audience, uh, Benjamin, you want you want to do the description? Yeah, sure. So, what we have here is we have uh, a woman that is uh, up here, and she has yet to uh, have her eyes painted in, but they are coming and they're going to represent um, what you also see, uh, you know, flowing through the eyes of the wolf. Like she has uh, a wolf uh, wrapping around her and keeping her warm, but it also is a reflection of what's going on inside of her mind, uh, personified through the eyes and through the wolf. And so, one of the eyes of the wolf is yellow and more of the hot, fiery colors. And then the other eye is blue of the cool colors. And then from the back of the wolf is a light wing. Uh, and on the other side is a dark wing. And not to say that one is better or worse or good and evil, but just to speak of the duality that can happen within our own self-talk and uh, to look at the harmony of bringing peace within ourselves and the power of choice of what voice we want to listen to, which wolf do we want to feed? And so her hands are at the bottom of this painting open, like she's receiving, but also she's giving at the same time. And there's going to be a blue jay standing on her palm of her hand, feeding out of uh, her hands. And so it's this symbiotic nature uh, that really is the dialogue within ourselves and externally at the same time, reflecting the lyrics of the song, that it's not denying or hiding or acting like the negativity doesn't exist. It's what you choose to do with it. And you know the uh, the analogy, which wolf do you feed? It's an it's an old story and, and one of the best. Uh, I was I was on a call earlier today talking uh, with a with a group about uh, the, the what if it were possible, uh, you know, statement. And it, it it began as a what if it were possible to do both kind of thing. You know, and, and and so as an example, I'll use what if it were possible uh, for a coin to be heads and tails. And, uh, and you know, we tend to think it's, it's something is one or the other, or maybe something is is better than the other. Uh, heads, a coin is always heads and tails. It's both. Um, what if it were possible uh, to to be? Uh, the one I like the best is uh, I tell the story of the cone. 
you know, that in uh, what if it were possible for a circle uh, and a triangle uh, to, to work together. Uh, and in, in, in a society, there was uh, people that had never seen a comb from the, you know, the three dimensions, and they, they, they thought it looked like a triangle, and others that had only seen it from the bottom, they thought it looked like a circle. So they hated each other, and they fought and killed each other because they couldn't convince the other side that they were wrong. And they, they, did, they didn't realize that if they were seen from another dimension, they might realize, you know, they're not wrong, we're not right, we actually need each other make this work and there's so many things in our world that, that are in that in that dimension if we could observe things from another dimension in the spirit so yeah I, like I the light share that one. yeah the the light and the shadow and how they dance together and you know with, without the sunshine and the beautiful light or the moonlight then it doesn't cast a shadow from the tree onto the ground where you can cool yourself down on a hot day yeah, and and so it's so beautiful how both the, the shadow and the light are harmonious together in their duality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, the, the idea of the single thought that uh, that allows us to um, uh, to fill our mind with with a single thought. I, I think it was Viktor Frankl, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. He, he wrote about the idea that uh, he said. Uh, uh, well, first of all, he said the greatest freedom we have is is the freedom to choose how to respond to any situation. And uh, I don't think any of us have anything to compare to what, what Victor Frankl. You know, so um, the idea that that a single thought completely and evenly fills our mind and our soul, um, and that that has to do. He was talking about suffering. He said uh, suffering is, is like the behavior of a gas. Complete, if you pump a certain amount of gas into a, into a chamber, it completely and evenly fills the chamber regardless of whether the chamber is large or small. And so it's the same way with, with suffering. It completely and evenly fills the human mind and soul, whether the suffering is large or small. And it could be that I think the same is true for gratitude. Just a little gratitude, a tiny gratitude, can completely and evenly fill our mind and soul. And you had mentioned, you know, the, the goodness to mm-hmm. against the goodness to her having to do with gratitude. And I thought that's that's a that's a that's a great story too. Mm. Love Gratitude, that. gratitude is the beginning Love of that. all good things. So. Yeah. Whew. I'm getting high just on this conversation. You know, the the natural high, the the you know, where it just makes you sparkle inside. Yeah. You want to share about the, the goodness tour? Yeah. Yeah. I guess yes, you know, to yeah. you can get more detailed on the goodness tour, um, which is actually, this has been great to just travel through all types of lands of the spirit and the heart. And, um, um, but for, yeah, for those that don't know, the goodness tour is a nonprofit um, dedicated on bringing music and art to people facing adversity extreme adversity and um um we're co-founders of it along with um jeremiah alexis and the lovingtons and a whole team of other people glenn shackley and shez and sharon and too many to name dana dana um 
Um, but um, what we do is we travel all around the world and we bring music and art experiences to people that have faced a natural disaster, a war, homelessness, and we, we instigate creativity as, um, as a healer. And um, we started out on the West Coast um, and we did two tours of the full West Coast of the United States over several years. And we played in up to 50 homeless shelters and encampments and then hospitals. And, um, and then we went international from there and Ben led us to the Middle East. We went to a Syrian refugee camp. And then from there, we went to Puerto Rico. Um, there we went to the East Coast, some more trips in between, and then we went to the Bahamas recently <clears throat> after Hurricane Dorian. And um, I'll let Ben chime in a little more about, yeah, about what we do. Yeah. Well, essentially in the face of any kind of trauma or adversity that all of us can and, and most likely have gone through, because we all have our own stories, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the case of hardship, oftentimes creativity is squashed or oppressed. But what's amazing about creativity is that it's never extinguished. And so what we find to really be that aha moment every time we get to experience it is by creating a safe environment for a creative platform of expression to release and to reignite that flame of creativity within each person. So that is like a self-empowering reminder of their own genius inside as we were speaking about. And through the arts of all kinds, you know, the music, the dance, filmmaking, photography, theater, all of these forms of expression are when you're no longer a victim of your external circumstances, but it's when you actually can create from within and share outwardly. And that is the, the essence of, of what serves us in our own lives and very happy and overjoyed to share it, uh, especially in the face of a hurricane that looks like an atomic bomb has hit, you know, Abaco, Bahamas, or in a refugee camp, you know, where they lost everything and they write, you know, and sing a song about welcoming us to their house, regardless if they're allowed into our house. Of course, they're always welcome into our house, but different nations have criteria and stuff. So it's just amazing that kids that have lost everything can say, hey, we're going to share our last meal with you. We want you to feel safe and welcome in our home. And we're going to sing about it. We're going to paint about it. We're going to express and be humanity together. And so it's just the best feeling in the world to be one with humanity and learn from all of the most beautiful cultures all over the world, you know, to be honored to share that. Yeah, it's it's been it's yeah, it's changed our lives since we started in I guess uh, um, 2013 maybe was the beginning and um, you know it's um, to see the effect of your art you know and it, Ben's painting and then music to see that kind of effect you know it was um, I remember the first trip 
before that we had had an experience with our band, you know, where we got to experience some big shows, like a beautiful, so exciting. We got to play for this, these on this tour we did with Jason Mraz and it was, you know, like 30,000 people, the first show and then a bunch of other shows. And we got to experience that high of that. And it, it was incredible. But what blew me away was when we did the first goodness tour, um, along with the band, the Lovingtons, Luke and the Lovingtons, um, we um, we played in a shelter for like uh, actually women, a women's shelter for 30 women and mothers. And we had this experience where there were tears and joy and dancing and everyone had the same high as we had had with the huge stage show and playing for one person that's in front of you that is holding on for dear life mentally, usually physically and mentally, but it, that's gone through a hurricane has lost family has lost everybody. And they're looking at you and they're drawing off of your art or your song, the inspiration to go on. It's uh, the most, um, what would you say? Like gratified duty feel filled feeling you're doing your, yeah, your purpose every night after we, when we're on a goodness tour, we go to bed feeling awesome. the most proud of ourselves, of our day. Um, you acted and behold, yeah. duty became joy. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I want to just add it's, and it's not just us playing or Ben painting. We try to slowly turn the tables and get um, the people that we're working, whether it's hurricane survivors or refugees or in a hospital, we try to get them to then sing a song and pick up the paintbrush Mm -hmm. and take over the yeah. creativity yeah community collaborations and uh may i add um part of this journey through creativity is learning from the people that we get to interact with and some of the most beautiful life quotes have come from people just down and out with nowhere to go and they just have this uh internal wisdom of gratitude for warm water coming out of the inside of a house for a roof to stay out of the rain or the snow. And I was in Northern Uganda uh, in a town called Barlonio that had a mass burial grave site where most of the parents of the children that I was working with were buried in the ground there. And most of the children were in child headed family households because there weren't any adults any longer. And the things that they've gone through, we, I mean, we don't even need to talk about it. It's pretty horrifying. And what happened was I was in a classroom and the whole school decided that they just wanted to join. And we're talking 200 kids. And these kids, you know, on the dirt floor, you could throw a pin up in the air and it would just come and hit this dirt floor and you would hear it with 200 children because their desire, their hunger for learning, for education was more than food and water. And then I said, can you raise your hand if you've never touched a paintbrush before in your life? 196 children raised their hands in the same classroom and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is, this is going to be amazing. So I said, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And the moment I said 1, 
paint just started flying everywhere and giggles and laughter and joy. And, you know, a, a couple of the, the team members, facilitators, we had some tears swelling up because it was so beautiful to be present for this moment after what these kids have endured and, and came through. And even being tortured physically to have the power to choose that they want to forgive and love instead of hate and revenge. And so one child that I know had carried an AK-47 and was forced to kill a lot of people at the age of 12 was there with a paintbrush and painted a red heart on his own arm and started painting and his glow, his, the vibrance of his skin started just to emerge outwardly. And it was contagious. We were all feeling this beautiful sensation of unconditional love. In that moment, I was like, this is the power of art. This is the power of music. This is the power of creativity inside of everyone on this planet. Mm-hmm. And it was a, such a gift to, to be present for that. Wow. You know, it's, I, 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 I know that we've got, we've got a lot more, a lot more to talk about. Um, we are, uh, we, we're at the end of the show here, guys. Uh, gonna, gonna have to say, come on back. Uh, we got, uh, yes. plenty, plenty more to talk about, uh, uh, Benjamin, you've got some travels coming up, and um, uh, so so thanks to the Bravehearts for joining us this week. We have been talking about the Goodness Tour with Luke Reno and Benjamin Suarez. Um, Bravehearts Radio on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to check us out on uh, BraveheartsForKids.org. Check out uh, Goodness Tour, uh, TheGoodnessTour.org or .com. And uh, plan to be with us every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 Central. You can work out your own time zone there. Uh, remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 